0: Welcome to Law Firm, Movers and Shakers, a show where we interview firm owners, talk about their journey, and share their knowledge across social media. I'm Joe Bravo, Senior Brand Ambassador to Get Stepped Up, and your podcast host. Here at Get Stepped Up, we help people delegate their weight to freedom. You can achieve more by doing less, and I know that in order for your business to grow, you need the right people with you. So stick around and I'll tell you how you can be a guest in our 15-minute show. Welcome to another episode of Law Firm Movers and Shakers. Today we have a special guest, Alan Chamo. Alan has been performing as a mentalist for over 30 years, but it was back in 2020 that his world as a stage entertainer changed. He used some of his magic to adapt to our new virtual environment coming from a background of organizations and corporate audiences to finding a stage in Zoom, which brought him more success than ever before. He still performs his Mind Hacker show for many different audiences, but he now also flips the script on how presentations are done. He coaches organizations and entrepreneurs on how to plan, design, and deliver engaging presentations with all of the tech you'll ever need to level up your game. We're lucky to have him with us today. So Alan, thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking as well. And also, thank you for your time. I'm very excited to to see what you have in store for us. Uh, But, Alan, before we start, can you tell us, like because that's a lot of time and, and that transition that you had, so can you tell us a little bit of your backstory, perhaps sharing some of the highlights of how you came to be?
1: Sure. So I'm an entertainer. So I really with what I do, my core it has nothing to do with law, lawyers, or anything like that. Um, but I am, um, but I do entertain uh, law firms and uh, and other companies. And in the past thirty years, I've done uh, many different corporate groups. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm an entertainer. I'm a mentalist. Uh, I studied uh, when I was very very young uh, as a teenager, performing more as a magician. Uh, for families, kids. Then I joined the Israel Defense Forces because I lived in Israel. I don't know if you notice a little bit of an accent. And, um, and in Israel, I managed to convince the Israel Defense Forces that they need a full-time magician, which I can write a whole book only about that part of it. Uh, they, I convinced them, I became the first magician in the IDF and I was entertaining the troops that gave me a lot of experience. And uh, after that, uh, basically, I moved to Miami and I continued performing, mostly uh, corporate and cruise lines. Cruises were a big, big part of, uh, of what I do. And, um, and then March 2020 came. And uh, as you can imagine, especially doing about, I was doing about 20 weeks a year on cruises. As you can imagine, everything disappeared in one day, literally. I mean, everything was canceled. Uh, all the corporate groups I had as well, like uh, conferences, conventions, everything was canceled. And I was faced with the new reality that, you know, I mean, how I'm going to now engage with audiences, uh, how I'm going to perform, uh, what I'm going to do now. And very quick, I started. uh, I realized that people still need to engage. Teams still need to come together, even if they're separately, if they're separate, uh, if they're remote. Uh, And I saw an opportunity maybe on Zoom, it's possible to do something. I really didn't know Zoom back then. I maybe used it a few times. And I started really studying, studying and learning and learning and learning everything that has to do with with Zoom and with video, with audio, with studio and all that. And it took me a few, few months, but I started immediately performing with whatever I had, uh, with, with whoever would have me. And then in September 2020 is when I started engaging with companies that already, some of them already knew me, worked with me in the past. They had a need to engage with their team. And I facilitated that uh, with entertainment. And uh, by the end of 2020, it was an amazing year for me. I ended up actually doing more than in 2019, which was (laughs) amazing. I couldn't couldn't believe that. And uh, I've done over 250 uh, virtual presentations on Zoom in the past uh, two years. And I'm still doing uh, virtual presentations. I'm back to in-person as well. But in the process of doing this 250, and um, I realized during these 250 presentations I've done, normally before I come on the virtual stage, there's somebody that is presenting, somebody that is maybe sharing slides, doing some kind of a presentation, because many of those meetings were like annual meetings, annual reports, quarterly reports, uh, or just happy hours. And and during these presentations, I realized that all of the presenters had one thing in common. They all sucked. Excuse my French. I don't know if I can say that in a, yeah, in a yes, podcast. <laughs> but it, it's not that they didn't know what they were talking about. They were professionals, but they really failed to engage. That was the main thing. And people by, I would say by November 2020, were zoomed out. They actually, that's a term that was created during that time. Uh, just it, It's it's harder to keep people, especially when they're home, they have so many things that they can just, yeah. you know, around, they go immediately to the phone, start scrolling. So you need to really be engaging and find a way to keep them there. And uh, that was a solution that I was providing, but I, I realized that the, that these professionals, they also need to learn a few tips, tricks, a few things to create better engaging presentations. The slides that they were using were slides that sometimes maybe they were using in person and those slides don't work on Zoom. And also the where they were sharing the slides. So there's a lot of things that I, I noticed that can be improved. And I started coaching organizations and, and solopreneurs uh, on how to create engaging presentations, And in the process, I met lawyers and I have and I have I know a lot of lawyers. I'm in BNI. So in my chapter, I think we have about 10 lawyers. And I and I started learning more about specifically what are the needs of lawyers, because now lawyers are doing the positions on Zoom. They're doing court on Zoom. And and this is something that is here to stay. I mean, the positions will continue on Zoom, in my opinion, forever or forever. Or whatever virtual uh, platform would be available, and um, so there there are specific needs for them, and many lawyers just don't know the tools. Many are they're not techie, or they feel that they're not techie, or they think that they need to. You know, it's very complicated, and it's really not. Uh, so I'm I'm helping now a lot of lawyers level up their zoom game how to show up as a professional on zoom how to create more engagement because even if you're in court, in court on zoom you need that engagement you need to show up as a professional you want to show an exhibit how to show it the best how maybe the witness can uh, maybe mark on your digital uh, evidence so all, these are all things that i'm i'm coaching on how to do directly on zoom and with some other tools that you can connect to Zoom for better engagement or to present certain things.
0: Okay. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, how, like the different tools that you use? I don't know if you can give us an example on how you are actually improving and coaching lawyers into improving their presentation skills. Because I believe this is, this is also a way for them to up their winning rates. So it, because it, it's a better way of communicating. So I don't know if there's something that you can show us. Yeah, well, there's
1: many things, you know, let's start with the really, really basic of the basic, just being in front of a camera and having a conversation or deposing somebody or asking questions, anything like that. First, the most important thing before even the camera or how you look or anything like that is how you sound. Mm -hmm. Audio is the most important thing, especially on Zoom, if your audio is lacking, is pitchy, is uh, noisy. The people will tune tune off. They some people cannot tolerate certain sounds. So, and I don't know if you you if you listen to other podcasts, but always in the podcast, in the professional podcast, you hear or radio, you hear, you know, the sound that is inviting. And, and so that is extremely important. So if there's one thing you take out of this is go get yourself a simple USB plug and play mic and have a good microphone. That's super important. And um, then how you position your camera. You know, uh, we all have been in Zoom meetings where, you know, you're looking at somebody's North uh, nostrils, you know, from the bottom, and that, that is very distracting. So, and I know that most of you know this, but it's basic, and I still see this happening. You know, the, I would say back in 2020, people would forgive anything on Zoom, you could show up any way you'd like, people would forgive it. Now, they're not as forgiving, and now it's time to up your game. So, camera, you know you want to the, the same way you are dressing up for court also on zoom you want to look good even if it's just from the waist up and then you, you can wear your boxers underneath and flip-flops hey by the way i'm i'm very proud i always uh, perform in flip-flops and i'm <laughs> going to continue doing this <laughs> so uh, so so that that is a little bit of the tec- the technical part uh, and and you know, another thing that I see a lot of people do and don't take it personally, but virtual backgrounds. Okay. Especially for professional, if you're a lawyer, an accountant, anything, when you showing a virtual background, first of all, most don't pull it off as nice as you are doing right now, by the way. Thank you. Okay. So most, and it's easier when you're bald, by the way, because you know, yeah. The hair doesn't like disappear and all that. So it's, it's easier for us to put it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most people don't do it right. They don't have mm-hmm. the, the correct lighting for that. You know, their ear disappears. If they, if they move their hands, uh, you know, the fingers disappear. So it just doesn't look professional from the get-go. That's number one. Number two is, what does it say about you as a professional? I mean, let's say you are speaking with a potential client and you have a virtual background in in their head psychology, they, they think, what is he hiding? Where is this guy? Is he, is he sitting in a coffee place? Is he in his office? What's going on? So, and, and, and it's just in the back of their mind, but it's important. So if you, especially if you're in your office, then show that you're in your office. If you're, if you're covering something, it's either you're covering a mess, maybe you have files up to here or whatever. So th- these are all things that people go through their head and it's distracting, it's not needed. So this is why I, I always encourage people do not use a virtual background. Just try to keep one area of your office or your home office that is neat, organized, and, and says something about you. You can have your diplomas hanging in the back. You can have photos of your family. You can have uh, your achievements, uh, a photo of, uh, of your sport team or something like that, because this is also helps you create new conversations. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of people, you know, m- might look, I don't know, uh, at a book I have in the back. I know it's hard to, to see in this angle. Normally, by the way, when I'm presenting, I'm standing. So it looks a little different than what it looks right now. Um but since this is a conversation, I thought it would be
0: more natural,
1: to, more natural to be, to be seated. Um, but yeah, I mean, put things that somebody will relate to it, will engage with that, and will, and that will create rapport. And that's one way to create rapport is with your background. And virtual background doesn't help you with that. The only reason, in my opinion, to use a virtual background, is when you are part of a conference, let's say you are attending a networking event, uh, then you are within many in a gallery view, if you're on camera, then if you put a background of your company logo and and with one sentence, what do you do? Then you're gonna stand out in between everybody else and maybe somebody's like, okay, that guy's from that company or something like that. Then you're representing your company and it makes sense. But when you are presenting, or when you are speaking with the client, I would avoid it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's uh, so that's that's in that aspect. And then there are other tools. Uh, for example, when you're presenting, remember that you, are, yes, you you are presenting your client, you're representing your client, but at the same time, you are the professional. And when you're presenting, you need to be part of the presentation. It's 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 your show at the end of the day. So why, when you are presenting, when you're sharing something, why are you like in little in the corner? It's not engaging enough. Why why can't you be part of the slide inside the slide? There are many ways to do it nowadays. You can do it within Zoom. You can do it with tools outside of Zoom. Let me show you. I when I when I present.
0: let me see here.
1: Well, that's not the right background for this, but let's change the background real quick. There you go. See?
0: Yes, I so, can see
1: it. Okay, so this is so, and it, this is This is this is a presentation I did yesterday for my for my BNI for my BNI group, uh, you know, about emails and how to manage emails. But look how the slides are changing. I'm part of the slide. I'm in it. You can see the slide and at the same time, and, and this can be a photo, it can be text, it can be whatever it is that, that you need uh, at that moment. And I, mm-hmm. by the way, and I did it immediately without clicking share and appearing in the small and all that stuff. So these are tools that you connect to Zoom through a virtual um, camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are many of those. And I, I personally use Ecamm uh, that's the one i'm using right now it's uh it's very robust it's amazing i recommend it to anybody but it's a uh, but it can be a little bit more than what most people would need
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but there are other tools out there that you can use um like one is one of them has a funny name it's called mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the name of it mm-hmm. um and um there kind are of like the name of the song right Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I couldn't agree with you more on, on many different subjects that you touched on, like pretty much all of them. Uh, Like for us, like to, to give a little background out there, uh, we had, uh, at Get Stepped Up, which is uh, the company that's also like featuring lock removers and shakers. This is a virtual company. So we're learning how to do everything virtual. And we're also on that same boat of it's not that things are not gonna go are, are gonna go back exactly the way things were before 2020. I hope that they don't, because I know the, the judicial system has gotten a lot faster because of this. It has gotten a lot less expensive to do a lot of things. It's become very much comfortable. And that's where people have to, to keep their guard up. Like I I couldn't agree with you more. If you are going to present and then and you're going to do something like, like virtual, first off, depending on the profession that you have you have to dress to impress. Lawyers, that's one of the most like high-end positions where you need to dress to impress. So it doesn't mean like you you have to wear the chiffon suit or something like that. It's just like be uh, good enough to pretty much go on camera or go on stage. And that's the approach that we wanted to take. So we do understand when when, when it comes to having virtual backgrounds that, that, that you use it. But me personally, because I'm also like on the spotlight a lot and I go on on podcast recordings and and meetings all the time. I did have, I do have my big display over here, which makes a huge difference whenever I'm talking with someone, because when I'm speaking with you or talking to you, I can see you like, like real life size right in front of me, which is awesome. I also have my lighting pointing in front of me. So that way I don't cast a shadow. I have a specific mic for this. I have a separate camera for recordings. And I don't use a virtual background. I use a green screen. But when it comes to the background, what you said struck a nerve with me because recently, about two weeks ago, I was in a podcast recording and I was trying to figure out a way to start a conversation. And what an icebreaker it was that uh, my podcast host, exactly like you have right now, he has his natural background on him and it felt like back in the old days, (laughs) like two years ago, when you were able to just walk into into someone's office and just look at their pictures and start commenting on that. And that's how the conversation got going. So it is a good way to build rapport. Like I'm with you on that. Now, the way that you started presenting and when you you started using the the, the different tools that you can integrate or work with Zoom, it takes a lot of the edge out of, uh, like, like, you know, that, uh, how can I say this, maybe a mechanical way of doing a presentation. So where everybody stands quiet and I go, okay, so I'm gonna start sharing my screen now and there's a 10 second delay of people just clicking and it's just like that awkward moment of those awkward silences.
1: I know, and, and by the way, and that brings the energy down. I don't know how many times it happens to you that somebody says, Oh, let me share screen and everybody, you feel everybody's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, really? How are you going to go through this now? And, and then what goes in the slide, that's another thing. Uh, I mean, things that I've seen are insane. I mean, people pack so many things on the slide. So this is a little bit of 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 what I'm coaching, what I'm teaching. And, and another thing that I realized that lawyers specifically need, and now I'm solving that, is when the, when you do the positions, you need a transcription. Now, of course... You use a court reporter that most of the cases you don't really hire. It comes maybe from 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 the other lawyer or directly from 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 court. Mm-hmm. But then you need the deposition in order to prepare for trial, or you you, you do need the deposition. And the deposition, I'm sorry, another position, the transcription, the transcription, yeah, transcription. You need the transcription in order to prepare and. Most of the time the transcription takes about eight to ten business days, and that's a waste of time. And then you're not so fresh with the deposition that you just did. So you have so I, I noticed that a lot of lawyers are taking notes by hand. So there's it's it's a whole process. Now you can ask for an expedited transcription, but it's going to cost you hundreds, in many cases, thousands of dollars to get it maybe in two days. So I'm coaching lawyers with some tools on how to do a live transcription live mm. on zoom when you are talking it's writing in front of me not only it's writing in front of me but you can highlight a, a, a section okay so for note taking so you can highlight sections uh so later on you can you can look at the highlighted parts and uh, and export those notes in any in any format that you'd like. Give it to your paralegal so she can follow up on maybe a discoverables or other things. So this is something that is very unique that lawyers need, and they they don't really some they don't know how to use. And this is one of the advantages of working on Zoom, that you you can be actually more productive, not less, and and you don't have to be driving to court. Parking. This is all time that, yes, maybe you're being paid for that. But I, I you know what? I, I realize that lawyers. The more I, I get to know lawyers, I don't know. There's a stigma, and I'm telling you this from from the outside because I'm a lawyer. There's a, there's a stigma about lawyers that you know they don't care. You know, you're just a number. Um, they just uh, care about the billable hours and all that. And I realize it's not it's it's not the case. No, no, it's not the case at all. And and a lawyer does care, you know, if he, if he can save his client on the time that he's driving and all the all the rest of the things, he, he would be happy to do it. So mm-hmm. um, so th- th- this is part of the advantages of of now this new reality of uh, virtual courts.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how you can actually now. Uh, like this is a new scenario you can multitask without having the need to actually do it yourself there's different software there's different programs that can do so much for you and again like speed things up a lot just imagine how much time lawyers were able to cut out when there was like this delay between one hearing and another or one trial and another now it's just like okay let's jump to the next zoom meeting let's jump to the and you don't have to mobilize anything or anybody in there you just have to go to the next room. You can what do happens. things on breakout rooms. And when you start adding that tools to something that already works, you can expedite things in your own very much, like your very particular way. Um, so yeah. I wanted to ask you a, a question here. Maybe uh, maybe some of this you've already mentioned, but I would like to highlight and, and maybe also see it from two different fronts. So what do you think would be the top three tips and tricks lawyers need to learn from your point of view, and then on from corporate or businesses could learn and gain a lot from. So starting off with lawyers, what would be the top three ticks and trips that you would advise?
1: First one is how to exhibit, let's say, a a photo uh, or a document and allow the other side the witness to mark on the exhibit which is and and you can do all that built into zoom you don't need any external tools to do that so and it's it would take you literally five minutes to learn how to do it even less Uh, the other thing would be uh upping up your game just you know, getting yourself the basic, basic equipment. And in many cases, you don't really need much if you have, you know, if you have a good computer, you know, you, it might do, but positioning it right, having the correct lighting. uh, And again, I'm not talking here about building a studio. I'm talking here about really basic, basic things. And um, so I think that did. Within that, there's about five different things that you can do and the, transcript, and the transcript. I think the transcript is, when I speak with lawyers, this is the number one thing that will solve their life. It's like, it's like a breakthrough. What? It's like you can, you can get a transcript. And of course, this transcript you cannot use in court because for now, by the way, because I think that that's going to change because technology is advancing. But this transcript I'm talking about is more than 90% accurate so for you for your workflow it will facilitate you it facilitates so much being able to to have it already immediately after a zoom call and not only that you can play back the recording of the audio or audio and video and search it by a keyword so if the the witness said a certain word, and you don't you don't have to start reading the whole document. You can just search for certain keywords, and it's gonna find that in the document. Hit play, and you're gonna hear it again. Mm-hmm. So that is life changer for many lawyers, mm-hmm. and uh, many just don't know how to do it. They don't uh, know the tools that they can use, and um, so this is this is part of what I do in my uh, in my coaching. When especially when I coach
0: one one on one. Yeah, and, and people can find you if I'm not mistaken it's right there in the corner unmute, uh, unmute yourself right
1: yeah actually I I don't know when, when this is being published right now we are it's under construction we are building the site but you can still find me uh, on the well if you google my name Alan Chamo you'll be able to uh, find me but I have my my entertainment website which is alanchamo.com but for everything related to tips, tricks on how to elevate your zoom game, uh, unmute yourself that live is, uh, is the place to go. And, uh, and it's going to be up and running
0: soon. Okay. Okay. So thank you for that. And thank you for sharing. I hope that everybody that's listening, especially like the lawyers that want to up their game, the, the, they know they can reach out to you. Uh, but yeah. we've seen like the top three tips and tricks for lawyers. How about business, like on a business presentation or a corporate presentation? Is it different or what would you advise on there? Like those top three, three tips and tricks?
1: I think that the game here is engagement mm-hmm. and business people now, they have many meetings on Zoom and it's all about quickly in the 15 minutes or 30 minutes of the conversation they have is how to quickly create rapport, how to really different, differentiate yourself uh, from from the others uh, or how to be more memorable than others. And hopefully the difference is not going to be the price because we, we're we not racing to the bottom. We don't want to be the cheaper. We want to charge more than less. So that should never become uh, the main reason why somebody is not hiring you uh, or, or hiring you. So, um, so basically, how to create rapport? How how do you start a, a Zoom call? Uh, how do you shake hands on Zoom? You know, this I mean, I, I cannot go like this. Obviously, there's there's no feature for sh- handshaking, but but there but there's certain etiquette on Zoom that professionals need to learn to create more engagement. And when you come, on, let's say you you have a team, when you come on and you start presenting, you know, call their name. How do you, uh, you know, th- that, that puts them on their toes. And I think that I teach uh, people that present on a regular basis or organizations, for example, that uh, do onboarding and, they, and, they, and there's a lot of technical things that they need to teach. Uh, maybe they have a certain CRM or a certain system or whatever it is that they need to teach when they do onboarding is how to automate that in a way that the audience in the other side, they don't even know it's a recording. So imagine this, imagine, you know, I'm, I'm onboarding you and I'm coming on the call. It's like, hey, Joe, how you doing? Uh, Joe and Celeste and Christina, thank you for joining me today. Uh, this is gonna be very exciting. I'm gonna show you, you know, a, a lot. So please pay attention, take notes. If you have any questions, please, you can add them to the chat, just put a queue on top of it, You know, give them all the instructions, they see that you are live, you call their name, uh, you can even ask them a specific question, something, you know, just to break the ice, something is that, how's your day today? Where are you? Is it raining over there? Whatever it is, but you're breaking the ice. So like, right, let's get into it. You press a button and now a recording starts. but you're wearing the same thing in the recording. Okay? They don't even know it's a recording. But they pay more attention because they know that at any moment you can ask them a question Mm -hmm. okay and in the meantime you can make yourself a coffee take a bathroom break answer to emails and look at the chat for the questions that they have and just already organize yourself so when the recording ends when that technical part ends automatically goes back to you and you are ready for the q a that's a great way to to do a hybrid presentation and streamline that spec- you know but
0: this is more for if you do the yeah. same presentation every single time yeah for those repetitive processes yes. so yeah like you mentioned Process. for onboarding but hey it is a very creative way even like <laughs> to host webinars things like that it yeah. might be a very speedy way of doing things as well so i like Definitely. that to, but to me it, it always has been like uh Anything that you can do that can help build up your game is amazing. But you also have to be there, right? Like uh, I come from a school where uh, active listening was one of the most important things, or the most important thing that you could ever do in a conversation. And if that's something that you bring to the table, it's something that can help you just keep that conversation flowing. If you pay enough attention to everybody else or or, or the main person, the main topic in the room, you're able to provide so much information so much input just by being there and one thing that that doing things virtual or doing things like uh online is that attention span grew really really small it's difficult to stay engaged with other people when we're face to face like i know if you're not paying attention and sometimes if we're like on, on, online, I can notice if you're uh, checking out different documents, like I can see how the light changes. And I imagine maybe something is going on with your monitor and I'm not in there, or you're looking at something else. And sometimes it's very easy to read because you just see the person going like, uh-huh, yeah, okay. And you can notice that their mind is somewhere else. So having different ways of keep, keeping people engaged uh, while you engage in a meaningful conversation, I think those two are one of the most important tools that that you can bring to anybody's table. Uh, But more specifically right now, the the, the work that you're doing with lawyers and with different companies, how you try to help them engage even a lot more, how to do things differently, how to speed things up a bit. Uh, I really like the way that that your work is also uh, complementing and contributing professionals out there. So, Alan, yeah. I want to thank you for that and thank you for your time. But right now, unfortunately, we're running out of it. Like <laughs> we've been at this for a while, but we could be going for 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 more, more. A, That's something I like. It.
1: There's a lot more. There's the eye contact, which is extremely important on Zoom. That's a, uh, something we, we we passed on. But uh, but yeah, there's there's much more much more to discuss. And uh, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's my it's
0: been a pleasure. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, But one thing, though, before we go, there are uh, two things that I'd like to ask. Number one, most important, uh, for everybody that's out there, everybody that's watching or listening, would you mind telling them where they can find you and what you can do for them?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, You can find me on my LinkedIn, which I don't know if you're going to, but it's basically my name, Alan Chamo. Uh, On Instagram, also Alan Chamo. And uh, on my website, alanchamo.com. So any any place you put Alan Chamo, you will find me. Mm -hmm. And I can help you. I'm right now finishing an online course to help uh, professionals up their game. And the, the idea is basically to teach you from A to Z everything you need, but without going into the technical details, because the professionals don't have the time to really understand ISO, apertures, angles, all that stuff. So I just give you the results. Just do this; it's going to give you this result. And it's quick, short videos. So I'm, I'm right now. I'm getting ready to, to launch the course. So those interested, you can uh, drop me a line, and uh, I'll include you there. And and also with the private coaching, you know, with just a, a few hours, the improvement you're going to have, it's
0: night and day. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard it from him, guys. And this last question, I think it's also going to help like, like prompt that out. So in your opinion, how did you know that what you offer is unique and competitive on the market? That's a good question.
1: There are a lot of experts out there that I actually learned from them a lot. But I realized that professionals, like I just mentioned, don't have the time to research, try and make mistakes, correct the mistakes and all that. So my approach is I understand the business world. I understand the, the solopreneur world. And I understand that you are very busy with doing what you do. And you need to keep doing what you do and you don't have the time to start learning a whole new thing and apping your game on zoom is part of it. So I'm just giving you the, I uh, just, just follow along and in no time, you're going to get this done. So that's, that's what's different about me and my approach. Uh, it's not getting into very technical details. That's really, you don't need, it's not like you're going to be a broadcaster or anything like that, or, or a YouTuber. If you want to be a YouTuber, then yes, you might need to learn much more and understand all this stuff. But if you don't, if you're a lawyer, just just make me look good. That's what I want. Just make me look good. Show me what I need to do and I'll do it. And, and that's that's the end of it. And and, and this is what I
0: deliver. So you that's know, I think I, that
1: that's the difference.
0: I know that lawyers and, and also like high-end professionals can relate to that. I want to look good. Make yeah. me look good. This has got to look better than the other end. So, so uh, thank you for your work and thank you for your words. Uh, Alan, also thank you for your time. Unfortunately, we just ran out of it, but hey, guys, you already know where to reach out to him. Uh, So I'll guess I hope we can have you back as a guest some other time soon. Uh, But in the meantime, have a great day and see you later, guys. Thank you again, Alan. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Law Firm Movers and Shakers where we interview successful law firms and business owners. If you found anything interesting during our latest episode, feel free to share. If you know someone that would make an awesome guest, tag them on any of our social media. You can also tag me on any post or guest suggestion, and I'll share a free resource with you. If you found the show entertaining, show it by subscribing, giving us a thumbs up, a rating, or a review. This means the world to us. Want to know more? Visit our website at getstaff.com. and make sure you follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for Get Staffed Up. Visit podcast.getstaff.com slash podcast dash guest to be on our show. Thank you for listening. This is Joe signing off.